So one year ago today, Joe Biden was sworn in as president of the United States. And you remember when he came in, uh, the promises he was going to get the virus under control. He was going to do all these great things, get America back on track and the economic recovery. Um, None of that. None of that has panned out the way he expected. Uh, It has been one issue after another. Of course, now we've got the Russia situation, so certainly not the year that Joe Biden was expecting. Uh, Let's check in with Reggie Cicchini now, who is uh, the Washington correspondent for Global News. And and Reggie, I don't think, uh, you know, you don't want to speculate too much what what happened in the first year, but as far as first years go, it's pretty tough to pick out any victories, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, look, there were there were more struggles than there were victories, but there were some victories that Democrats are just realizing now that they need to be able to capitalize on and maybe take a victory lap to try and show that not everything went sour. I mean, look, uh, on the plus side, he did get a massive infrastructure bill passed uh, in the United States. That's something Donald Trump wasn't able to do. He did add more than six million jobs uh, over the course uh, of his first year, and the unemployment rate in the U.S. dropped uh, below 4%. Those are all kind of good things in a uh, in a world that's trying to become a post-pandemic world. But really, outside of that, on the pandemic, he struggled to uh, deal with uh, uh, the, the virus that's running out of control. He was late to deal with things uh, like vaccine mandates, which obviously struggled. He was late to deal with free testing. He was late to deal uh, with free masking for the country. So he struggled in pandemic. He has struggled in policy. He has struggled to try and bring not only Republicans onto his side, but also members of his own his party. His own party, yeah. 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 And so realistically, what he's looking at now is a difficult first year that's now being met with even more challenges for a second year. Yeah, Reggie, I think we can pull those apart into two categories. First are ones uh, internal and then there's the external. And like you say, he's got uh, Afghanistan, which uh, he took some big hits over the departure, uh, the way that all played out. And now he's got Russia uh, on the agenda. And that one, that's that's a make or break, too. Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, Afghanistan, uh, the administration has admitted that there were difficulties, but ultimately they did take it as a victory to say, look, unfortunately, there were casualties, but we ended that war and it was a war that needed to be ended. Uh, They're still being ridden for the mistakes that were made. Uh, So, you know, it's something that they're trying to deal with. But the Russia escalation, look, uh, Russian escalation, Russian aggression, uh, aggression with uh, the United States, not something that simply disappears per whichever administration uh, is in. The problem is, is that comments that were made by the president last night during that press conference in off-the-cuff remarks that Ukraine felt maybe opened a door for Russia to start walking into into Ukraine. they are facing uh, a cleanup right now. They are trying to figure out what to do next. But also, it is worth remembering, last night when Biden made those comments, those were comments that were the quiet part said out loud. That is what an internal conversation in NATO sounds like right now. It's just that wasn't public knowledge. Um, And then you take a look at the internal situation that he's dealing with. And I mean, politics in the U.S. is never easy. Uh, It it is, you know, the the two-party system. We Obama went through it. It was a disaster for him to get anything done. And now Biden seeing it maybe even more so. Um, But he doesn't even have his own party on board. I mean, that's his biggest issue right now. Well, I mean, look, there are two issues. Number one, his comments last night that he was surprised that Republicans were going to stand in the way of his agenda. I mean, you know, it shows that the president is potentially out of touch with how divided Washington is now. And he still kind of relishes in those years being in the Senate uh, when D.C. was easier to kind of reach across the aisle and deal with. But number two, he is dealing with an ideologically divided party where he has moderate Democrats who have more of a Republican view on things. uh, And he is struggling to bring them in. Uh, You know, he, he there are, you know, questions 
questions or concerns as to whether he tried to put too much on the plate in his first year as opposed to doing things more piecemeal and potentially small to draw in support. That's what he's trying to reckon with now. Uh, you know, he couldn't even get voting rights passed. And that is something that the majority of the country wanted to see passed, but because the messaging was so confusing, because he wasn't able to strike these deals up within his own party, he even failed on voting rights. So, I mean, it yeah. is really going to be a struggle for him going forward. And you know what, Reggie? Uh, you can't build, you can't make too much out of the fact that there are a bunch of midterm elections coming up in November. Time is short, uh, and if it continues on the track it's on now, the Democrats are going to get absolutely annihilated. And if he thinks it's bad now, wait until the back two years. Well, I mean, look, and it'll be what he dealt with when he was in office with Barack Obama when Republicans were in control uh, of Congress and you had a Democrat sitting in the White House. That is a real possibility uh, for Joe Biden, which is why we may see a messaging shift going forward, less from legislation, more towards leadership, more towards talking to the American public, but also capitalizing on something that that President Biden didn't really do during his first year. And it's to try and tell the American public that Republicans are standing in the way of trying to move forward with the Democratic agenda. They really ignored that over the first year. They focused on Donald Trump. They focused uh, on trying to do things with the pandemic. Now that they realize Republicans are kind of creeping up on them, they are going to take this opportunity to say to America, look, this is what we want to do. This is what potentially is on the line if Republicans take control, hoping that potentially fear will drive Democrats out to the polls later this year. Yeah, never a strategy you want to be adopting it. But if that's all that's left, that's what you do. Uh, thanks very much, Reggie. I appreciate uh, the update from Washington. Thanks. Yeah, that's Reggie Cicchini, uh, who is the Global News Washington correspondent. And I think, you know, based on what's going on in the United States, like I, I've, I fundamentally believe the U.S. is broken uh, when it comes to their political situation. I, I think it is just... Um, I, I don't. Uh, we've talked about this before. Uh, we've had guests on before. There are a lot of people saying that you know the very democratic process in the United States is, is uh, sort of teetering on the brink. Um, it the system just doesn't work. It, it just doesn't work. And part of the problem, and and this this fascinates me because the parallels are jarring to me. And I've talked about it before. Um, the the problems that Biden is facing in the U.S. are largely because of his own party, right? Which is the exact same thing that happens with conservative politicians in Canada. It's the same thing. It's not even, you know, I mean, he's got his issues with the Republican Party. He knows what to expect from them, but he, it's his own party that causes him problems. And it's not even the, the, the far left wingers, the AOCs, right? It's not even them causing him the problems on this massive bill that he's trying to get through. It's it's the it's the middle of the road ones. It's just that that party is just as fractured as the conservative parties are in Canada. The Republicans, um, a lot of people, and I'm one of them. I, I don't recognize the modern day Republican Party as a guy who's watched U.S. politics for a number of years in the media. You know, and going through the Bushes who had their faults, no doubt about it. You know, you got John McCain, you got Mitt Romney, you got John Boehner, all these sorts of guys. Um, th those people would not exist in today's Republican Party. I don't recognize today's Republican Party, but you know what? Man, they toe the line. They're united. That party comes together. And they have said from day one, Mitch McConnell said, anything that Joe Biden tries to do, we're not going to let him do. And have they blinked? Even once? Any of them? No. I mean, you got Kinzinger who sometimes spouts off and you got Cheney and stuff like that. But when push comes to shove, the Republicans, are, you know, I mean, they're all in, right? And the Democrats are fighting and this and that, and they can't get themselves on the same page. So I don't know what happens with Joe Biden, but I think um, this year uh, is going to be crazy.
believe it or not, primaries in the United States get started within weeks already, okay? You know, it's the midterm elections. The United States is constantly in an election cycle. Pretty much never, ever ends. It's continuous. Um, And uh, they're heading into primaries already for um, the midterm elections that'll take place in November. And as you know, it is razor thin. The the margin in um, the Senate is is, um, Kamala Harris, right? It's 50-50. And she can cast the deciding vote. Uh, I mean, the, the margins are razor thin, so it could tip back to the Republicans. In fact, it will, I think, that most people are saying. So uh, Biden has just had a disastrous first year, and uh, the second year isn't shaping up to be much better. And now we've got Russia looming. Speaking of Russia, um, our foreign affairs minister was talking about that situation this morning. Um, she's over in Europe right now having a number of meetings. Uh, she'll also have a meeting with NATO secretary general in Brussels. Um, but she was talking this morning about uh, Canada standing with allies. And there will be severe financial implications, severe sanctions on Russia if that country takes any further military action. The recently launched diplomatic process offers Russia two options. They can choose meaningful dialogue or swift, severe consequences. We, of course, appreciate the EU's collaboration and uh, on many deterrence measures, including economic ones. Canada will be ready to take additional measures, particularly with respect to the financial sector. Canada and the EU will continue to work together on these measures if necessary. So, um, the West staying fairly united and staying very committed to uh, diplomacy and the threat of economic consequences should Russia decide to uh, go further into Ukraine. And that was the other point that uh, Melanie Jolie made today. Let's not talk about an invasion uh, of Russia in U- to Ukraine. It's, it would be a further invasion. Let me be clear first. Russia is already in Ukraine. We're talking about a real threat of a further invasion of Ukraine. So in that sense, like my colleague just mentioned, a threat is a threat. And we, we are very, very much concerned of this for, about this further invasion of Ukraine. So absolutely no easing of the tensions around the Ukraine-Russia border so far today. Where it goes, we don't know. As I said, lots of high-level meetings are taking place. Our foreign minister is there. Um, We'll meet with uh, the head of NATO later this week. Um, Secretary of State Antony Blinken also still there, continuing to have meetings. So all eyes on that part of the world right now. And, of course, we'll bring you updates should anything develop.